All right. Welcome back to the BFR podcast presented by Sports Mockery. My name is Dave. I'm joined by my co-host, Ficky. You can follow me on Twitter at Dave underscore BFR. You can check out all my work on sportsmockery.com as well. Articles every week. Ficky, you can follow him on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter at It's Ficky Baby. We have Bears versus Broncos, uh, Battle of the, you know, uh, mid-off. <laughs> yeah, mid-off. I don't even know if that, that's probably, you Yeah, know, that's probably giving us too much. Too good. <laughs> oh, and four teams, Bears and Broncos are going head-to-head this week. One of us are going to get a win. We'll talk about that more. We also have a great guest, um, Dr. Michael uh, Risher, or Risher. Risher. He is uh, Justin Fields' uh, trainer, also um, helps train uh, Darnell Mooney, uh, Eddie Jackson, as far as just you know, um, helping them out, kind of get through a full season. So we're going to talk with him, kind of understand what's that, what it's like, how Justin Field is feeling right now, you know, being 0-3. It's a tough start. Um, and how they prepared for this season. You know, did they talk about, hey, what if we start off rough? What if it's 0-3? What kind of mental strengths, you know, or, or techniques is he going through? Everything like that. It's going to be a really fun conversation. We'll bring him here in a second. Um, and, of course, we will recap or preview the Bears versus Broncos. We'll go over and unders, bold predictions, everything like that. But Vicky, man. I know it's been a long week, you know, obviously 0-3. Are you feeling a little better? How you doing, man? Yeah, you know, it's actually kind of funny, like, because I, I like I start this one off like I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm actually pretty good. I've, I've been having like that short term memory. I almost feel like what you have to do as like an athlete. You just have to be like, all right, that's done on to the next one, which is kind of like I think just Bears fans as a whole. Because, like, realistically, if you were to hold on to all of this for the past 20 years, you wouldn't keep coming back, right? So, well, unless some of us are mentally ill, which also could be the case. But, yeah, I, I'm in a much better headspace. But I'm right. in, like, a weird one of, like, I don't know how I want the season to go. You know what I mean? It's like, do right. we go full, like, let's just not make this good. Let's get to the inevitable. Let's start over next year, right? Let's you know, that path? Or do I want to be like how I was from the start where it's like, you know, realistically, I didn't have us winning 10 games. We can still get six games. We can still get like six games out of here. The problem with our losses, it aren't necessarily that they were losses, but that they were just ugly. Like it's it's not good on either side. And I still think we can kind of get to that. So I'm like holding hope, you know, that's why I'm like, okay today that maybe, you know, it's a long season. We can get some of those games where we're like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We know what this team is. You know, it's it's this is what we expected. So, but what what about you? Where are you at? Yeah, I feel I feel a lot more optimistic heading to this Broncos matchup. I mean, it's about time we you know have an opponent that's like below average. I would say you know Green Bay might be average. Yeah. Uh, Tampa is probably average, and then you know the Chiefs are Super Bowl you know bubble team or even yeah. you know favorites. So for me, it's like Broncos. They're zero and three as well. We're zero and three. If we're going to get, you know, this is a get right game for both teams probably. So it's probably going to be like 30s, hopefully high 30s, you know, as far as, you know, our defensives go. This can be tough. So hopefully both teams are putting up a lot of points and we need that. So even though Justin is going up against bad defense, we saw Mitch Trubisky. We saw him beat up on these type of defenses, you know, uh, that he went up against when he was here in Chicago. So can Justin do the same? That's the biggest thing here for me is like. Even though, you know, it's going to be labeled, you know, hey, he's going up against a bad defense. Let's hold until he does it against, you know, another team, maybe like Washington Commanders or something like that the following week on Thursday. But it's like, first of all, he has to handle his business, you know, like you have to score points against the Broncos. You you know, a team that just got 70 dropped on them, 70 burger. Yeah, come on. And if you go in there and you drop 10, 14 points again, and it's garbage time points, I mean, then you have a real problem. And so for me, it's like I'm holding – 
obviously 0-3. It was a terrible game in Kansas City. I was there. That's probably why it probably hurt a little bit more. But now I'm kind of back down to earth. Still don't have a lot of optimism, but I'm like, if it's going to take off or if they're going to turn the corner, it has to be this week at home against a team that is struggling. And yeah, sure, they probably want to come out fired up, you know, probably pissed off getting 70 dropped on them. But they could also be like, you know, in the dumpster as far as morale and everything. So if you can step on their throats early, which the Bears rarely do, I mean, you might have a chance here to finally kind of turn the tide. I'm not saying, you know, playoff or, you know, contending for the NFC North, but you could very well at least save Justin Fields and and maybe give him another chance here to finish, you know, the year strong or at least kind of get something jump-started, you know? Yeah. Um, So I I feel more optimistic, man. I feel a little bit better. Yeah, I feel that. It's like – you know, this this game could easily be a turning point for two ways. This is either your fired game for a lot <laughs> of people. Like, for real, you lose at Soldier Field yeah. against a team that just lost, you know, seven. I mean, we gave up 40 to the Chiefs, but you just gave up 70 points and you can't, you know, stay competitive, right? Yeah. it's You're probably like, floosh, you're done. Like, you, you may not get fired now, but that is for sure sealed the deal. You are not back next year. So, and then also kind of in the same, maybe that closes the door on Justin too. Hopefully not. But like, you know, if like you said, you come out and you only get 10 points or something, 14 points is in garbage. Like, it's not competitive drives, right? Like, actually impressive drives. You yeah. know, you know, floos, getsy, fields all together. This, this could be it. So, hopefully we don't see that. You know, I think even though the number one pick would be kind of cool, I still like Fields. Like, I still, at the end of the day, I want him to be our quarterback. Because you know what's better than, you know, if Fields is our quarterback, that also means we have two other picks that don't have to go to quarterback. You know what I mean? So it's like it sweetens the deal. Not only do you have your piece, but you don't have to use one of your high-value picks on a quarterback and start this cycle all over again. So, It'll be interesting to see. Hopefully, it's got to be exciting. Like, come on, bro. Our team gave up 50. They gave up 70. It someone, Someone's going to score, right? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I agree, man. Like, it's it's going to be um, it's going to be fun. Uh, but we'll, we'll table that. We're going to get to that here in a second. We do have uh, Dr. Um, Reischer. He is here. Uh, so, we're going to go bring him in. All right. So, can you hear us, Dr. Reischer? Yeah. How's it going? Can you, is uh, my audio all right? Yeah, fantastic. Sound good, man. Sound right. good. So, do you heard you want me to call you Michael? Do you prefer doctor? How, how do you feel? Honestly, it's uh, it's whatever you rolls off it. the tongue for you. A lot of people yeah. just call me Doc. Um, so I like you know, that. that's that's pretty typical. Awesome, man. Well, we'll probably stick with that. We we appreciate you taking the time just to speak with us. I know Absolutely. you're busy. Um, middle of the season, um, but we're excited, man. So, first of all, I want to know about your your practice. Kind of what got you into this. Um, you're in Chicago, you're based there, you and your wife are kind of taking this thing head on. You started in 2020 COVID year. So it started off kind of rocky, I assume. So tell us a little bit about that. And obviously, are you, are you a Chicago Bears fan? How does it all work? Yeah. So, uh, so I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago, went to friend high school, actually, uh, claimed to fame, played against Jimmy Garoppolo in high school and beat him 21, 20. So, um, lifetime undefeated against NFL (laughs) players, uh, played against like probably three or four, uh, CJ Fedorowicz. Um, who else? Uh, Eric Saubert and one other okay. guy. Um, so lifetime undefeated against NFL players, small claim to fame there in the Chicagoland area. Um, but yeah, I actually broke my back when I was in seventh grade and oh, wow. I was seeing a chiropractor the entire time. Dumb me and my parents should have gotten x-rays right, right on, you know, 
as soon as I was getting, uh, as soon as I had back pain, should have gotten x-rays, but you know, chiropractor would go see him and was totally good for another week, was playing defensive end and running back. So I got beat up a ton, finally got the x-rays at the end of the season. And I was like, wow, this chiropractor was able to keep me playing football, you know, even with all this stuff going on. So it was kind of wowed by what he was able to do for me. Um, and then since then was, was really, um, interested in the sports performance and the chiropractic and physical therapy, and then just kind of combined it all, um, you know, worked up at Highland Park as a sports performance trainer for a little bit, got that under the belt and then, uh, decided to go to chiropractic school. And then, you know, me and my wife ended up in Chicago. She's from California. I don't know how she, uh, she let me <laughs> get her to Chicago. Um, but yeah, so we, we opened up in uh, and and i did grow up a bears fan uh no awesome. college allegiance sorry no sorry to hear that but yeah <laughs> no sorry college allegiance that. it was uh you know not a northwestern or a u of i or whatever so but but bears were definitely the team um and then started my practice january 1st of 2020 thought it was an awesome year like oh 2020 is our year gonna start this this practice um and actually it was it ended up covid ended up being the biggest blessing um like I really have no explanation for kind of kind of where we're at, except for God just started putting people in my life. Like DMs were answered. Uh, like I, I, everything shut down. And so I had to send out DMs and I was like, you know what, if I'm going to shoot my shot, I might as well just start messaging professional athletes. And I mean, the number of guys that, that actually responded is, is ridiculous. Um, but you know, COVID year, I, I started working with two different guys, uh, Demetrius Harris and David Montgomery. They were doing their throwing mm -hmm. sessions. And so I was snapping to Mitch Trubisky three days a week. Someone tweaks <laughs> something, you know, there's no trainers there. It's like, oh, hey, let me, you know, let me, let me work on you. We can get that finished, fixed in a, a, a day or two. Um, so started getting the ball rolling there. And then, you know, the referrals came like crazy um, and ended up building up the practice. And there's three docs that we have right now, me. Uh, my wife, Kristen, and then Dr. JJ, who just joined us in May. And then uh, we just actually had uh, our first intern start uh, this week. So, you know, practices is going well. We also um, have a practice in Tempe, Arizona, and Green Bay, Wisconsin. So opened both of those up in the past two years. Um, so yeah, things are things are going real well. We're having we're having a blast just doing the, the sports chiropractic rehab training, all that stuff. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Um, so is there like a, you, you said you brought on an intern and then Bobby or JJ, is there like, mm -hmm. do they have to be a Bears fan or is that kind of just out the window? <laughs> no, it's it's kind of out the window. So the guy in Arizona is a Niners fan. The guy uh -huh. in Green Bay is a Bears fan. JJ's a Packers fan, actually. So, you know, we're, we're really keep the loyalties like, yeah. like I want the Bears, I want the Bears to win. I want the Bears to have as much, much success as possible. But at the end of the day, like, I really just want the patient that we're dealing with to right. be out of pain, to stay out of pain. And, and so it doesn't matter if I've worked with, you know, players across the league, a bunch of different teams. And, and at the end of the day, it's like, I can cheer for individual player success. I still hope the Packers always lose and the Bears always win. But yeah. I can still cheer for like an individual Except player like success right. if I've worked with them. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So I, um, I was about to say, wait a second. I feel like... Um, do you... I feel like if I was in that position, like, because it's football, we know it's it's a violent violent sport so mm -hmm. to alleviate that such like the pain that they deal with i just don't know how you like i feel like i'd view you as a god like because the pain i felt just in like high school football which is nothing nothing compared mm -hmm. to the nfl and oh, anything it's, that it's i could brutal. do to be like wow i feel great like i was like i like i'd give all my money to so like how 
how is that relationship? Like, I feel like they have to just love you. Not, I mean, they sh- I'm sure they love you as a person too, but like, just like the first time you made something go away, I'm, the smile <laughs> on their face. Like, how was that experience? Yeah, it's it's really cool because uh, so I mean, you know, I'm a sports fan. I've I've done a ton of film analysis. You know, being a, a football player, I've watched thousands of hours of, of football film. So, like, the best part is when you walk in and you're like, "Hey, I saw this play, and looks like you injured this, or you know, you know, you're doing this on this route, or you're doing this on this throw." this is what I'm seeing physically. Is that what you're feeling? And so like, just from the get go, because I know the sport, I can tell them already what's, what's going on, what I saw. And, you know, now we're, we're, we're 10 steps ahead of where we would be if I didn't know the sport as well. So that's really the coolest part where it's like, you bring them down the list of what you saw and they're like, yeah, that checks out. And then you get into the physical exam and they're like, wow, yep. You, you nailed it just on the, on the film analysis. And then, you know, I'm, I'm a, I have a very, I'm trying to stay away from the, the term perfectionist, but I have a very high standard of success. And so every time I go into a treatment, it's like, we can get this guy hundred percent. Even though, I, even if I know it's impossible, it's like, we can get this guy hundred percent in this one visit and kind of going in with that mindset, we're able to see massive, massive jumps. And when someone gets off of the table and they have a noticeable different difference in their body, all of a sudden the buy-in is super high. And because they're bought into what we're doing, they're going to keep on the treatment plan. They're going to do the right stuff on their own. They're going to go into the facility, stay on top of things, do extra on top of what this training staff gives them. And so the results that we get kind of compile and compound to where, you know, once we get that buy-in, you know, we, we just, we can get things better so much faster. I like to say for, for a lot of these injuries, there's typical research timelines and we're typically operating a week to two weeks ahead of what those uh, timelines are. So, you know, anytime someone says, oh, yeah, they're wow. out for X number of weeks. To me, that's a challenge. It's not like, I oh, yeah, that. that's the injury. It's like, like, OK, you're out for four weeks. Can we have you feeling 100 percent in three weeks? And then if you want to play or if the team feels you're comfortable with you playing, that's a that's a call that you guys make. But I want you to feel like you could play in that three weeks, like a week to two weeks faster than they say. So you mentioned something about, uh, you know, you see the play. So are you watching every, are you watching live or do you kind of like after the, you know, get an all 22 or some sort of like, how are you taking in that information and how quickly? Yeah. So I'll watch all the games live. I actually missed the KC game because I had to take my wife on a, on a little vacation. Had to, had yeah, to you take didn't her miss out, anything. you know. So, you didn't miss so, anything, trust yeah. me. So you're, you're good. I was, I was following the game cast, but I was like, ah, oh, shoot, this is, Dude. you know, this is an ugly one. Um, yeah. But so I'll, I'll I was there. <laughs> yeah, Dave was there. Uh, he, he was dumb enough to buy tickets and go. So <laughs> yeah, it was, it was tough. For uh, for most of the home games, I'll get to most of the home games. Um, we have our daughter now, so it's going to be a little more tricky. But we'll get to most of the home games. I'm watching my guys on the field, or I'm watching them, you know, on the on the live broadcast. And then um, oftentimes, if I need to, I'll go back and watch the All-22 if I haven't already picked out what's going on. Or, you know, you get the the quick game recap. If I just care about watching, you know, Justin, I can do all of Justin's dropbacks. Someone's made that video somewhere. You can do Darnell Mooney highlights. You can Dave search. probably has. <laughs> exactly. And if you, so like, if there's a specific play I'm searching for, because I know that someone got banged up on that play, or I noticed something different, I can search for specific plays. Um, and then if not, I'll, I'll go back and watch watch the all twenty two. Um, there's just so many guys that at this point we're you know I've worked with you know thirty to fifty guys across the league, and we've got probably twenty guys on the Bears that we're working with in that range. And so it's like you 
you can't you can't watch everybody on every single play. It would just take forever. So we, we go back and, and I kind of pick out plays. Or if someone's got an issue, it's like, oh, how did that affect them? If they went into the medical tent, they came out, what, what were they favoring? That sort of thing. That's half the team. That's impressive. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of guys at this point. Started it's a lot out, of guys. Yeah. Started out, and every every year we got to refresh. You know, free agents go somewhere else, and uh, we got to refresh with with new guys. And you know, the vets vets come in, and instantly when a vet gets into town, they're they're looking for extra treatment outside of the facility because you know guys just don't want to spend all day there. Right. I'm curious how many uh, how many players you kind of working with during the season? Is it? Uh, it kind of varies week week to week. So some weeks, you know, okay. players are getting a lot of treatment at the facility. Maybe I don't get my hands on them because we don't want to overload them. You know, this week, maybe we, maybe I personally am working with eight guys um, throughout the course of the season. It's 20 to 30, depending on new guys getting brought in. Um, and then across the league, I'll have, you know, all players DM me. I had a I had a guy in the Giants message me the other day. Gave him a, a couple rehab exercises, just generally like, hey, here's here's what I would do. So, um, yeah. across the league, I think I've worked with I, I lose I lose track. Probably close to fifty um, active players. Um, I don't work with them all every week. We're probably in like the eight to twenty range at a, uh, as a clinic every week. Wow. Staying busy. That's awesome. Yeah. So you want to go ahead and like talk about Justin real quick. Obviously all eyes are on him right now. You know, Chicago bears quarterback, you're always going to have that. You had a, a very, I love the tweet. Um, first of all, definitely. If you haven't followed, if you're not following, you know, doc here, make sure to check out his Twitter. Uh, it's, it, I think it's just Dr. Uh, Reacher. Is yeah. that right? Yep. On Twitter. You had one here that um, hub, he tweeted, you know, just visited with Justin Fields. He's the, he's a defeated young man. It was very definitive. It was a strong, you know, tweet. And you said, you know, defeated question mark, get out of here with that nonsense. So first of all, I love the tweet. Um, I kind of see it too. Obviously Justin's down. It's not fun being 0-3. It's been a hell of a three weeks, you know, just got beat by the champs, you know, by what, 40, 30 points. Mm -hmm. So for me, um, you know, you work with him during the off season. It's a lot about his body. Um, can you kind of tell us like, kind of, you know, is the spirits in, you know, is he, is he in good spirits? And have you guys kind of talked about like mentally what he can do to kind of stay focused and kind of all the noise that's going on in the city throughout the NFL, you know, just kind of blocking that out, what kind of techniques and you know, how's he doing? Yeah. So, uh, with all my players, really, we talk about getting into that flow state and the flow state. Um, so much of it is dependent on being focused in the, the extreme present, like the very, now and so um that's that's kind of a lot of of what we talk about as far as justin specifically goes like he knows that there's a ton of outside voices he knows that there's a ton of people you know giving him xyz i try not to input too much mostly yeah. you know just encouragement he knows how good of a player he is personally there's no lack of confidence in who he is and because he's such an extreme competitor you're never going to see him just truly defeated. There may be a ton of frustration. He may see things, you know, that that might not get fixed right now, but you're never going to get him going into a week, going into a, a game where he's just defeated. And he doesn't think that he can come out and win. There's not a single game that you'll talk to him before where he doesn't think that their team can go in and win that game. So I think, you know, any competitor would be frustrated at 0-3, especially with, with how things have gone, like how this 0-3 is. But I don't I don't look to look at him or or talk to him and, and see, oh yeah, this guy's this guy's just defeated. And you know, defeated to me would mean, you know, season's done, 
you know, everyone's right. checked out and, and I'm not getting that from everyone across the board. It's like, no, we're winning this week. Like we have no choice. This week has to be a win. This week will be a win. And, and across the board, not just Justin, but across the board, like that's just the, that's, that's just the mentality is like, we don't have any choice, but to win this week, we are going to win this week. And so as soon as you look at someone and say they're defeated, you're instantly calling out the competitor in them. And as far as I'm concerned, Justin is one of the most competitive people I've ever met. And I've worked with a lot of competitors and, and he's, you know, ranks amongst the top. So, so I, I thought that was, that was something that it's, uh, you know, people look for clicks and defeated is definitely going to get you more clicks than frustrated. Um, but it's, it's definitely, you know, a frustration. It's a frustration with how the team's done. It's a frustration with how he's played. It's a frustration with, you know, penalty. It's, there, there, there's so many different facets that are out of your control right. that like, if you just go in and you're the competitor that you're going to be, you're never going to be defeated. Um, that's a, that's a mindset that I just don't think he has. Yeah. And I think you, you, you marked it there. It's like the word Perfect. the usage of words that he used there, like defeated versus frustrated. And as a human, who wouldn't be frustrated? I'm a fan. I I don't. I never step on the field. They don't know who I am. I'm frustrated. How do you think it feels to be the face of the franchise? Of course, he should be frustrated with everything that's going on. And if you are a true competitor, you would be more frustrated because you care that much. So I, exactly. I think me and Dave were kind of aligned with you. Obviously, we don't have oh, as yeah. much information as you do, but we're like, duh. Like, if he's smiling, that's, that's even worse, you know? So right. how, do you, how do you expect him to be? We're 0-3 and it hasn't been a clean like a pretty zero and three so i yeah. think you know just trying to get clicks and things like that yep. it, it's, 100%. yeah it's got to be old too just like it's been three weeks in a row of tough losses you're getting the same questions you're getting up there every time you know it's it gets redundant after a while so hopefully they're back on track broncos you know i'm, I'm expecting i'm hoping for a win i think this is the one where they yeah, can let's get drop right. another seven let's drop mm -hmm. 70 on them again let's exactly. just oh my let's god go back exactly. to back i'll go crazy <laughs> Exactly. Well, right. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So, uh, Doc, we, we'll get you out of here very soon. We have just a couple more questions. First of all, Mooney, you, you worked with him in the offseason. Um, obviously, slow start just for the offense in general. Mooney, what was it like working with him? How was he during rehab? You know, like, obviously, we know he was focused and, and he's back and he looks great as far as the speed go. But how was it to see him as just like a competitor and just, you know, what's the difference between just maybe like an average person and, and then maybe like a competitor like Mooney and Fields? you know, how they attack these things such as injuries. Yeah. So Mooney specifically was, he's someone that you have to hold back. Um, like there's, there are times where in the rehab process, you can overdo it. And that's yeah. actually not good. But it's not always more is better. You can't just put in five to 10 hours of rehab a day and think that that's going to be productive. And so Mooney's the type of person where you actually tell, have to tell him when to stop. He's not going to just stop because you know the workout's done he's gonna go try to put extra effort in so that was really cool to see him like push himself to the very limit of what he was allowed to do and then have to mentally be okay with with stopping there the other really cool thing and i think this is the most rare part is a lot of people are hesitant coming off of injury and you know like first step back on a on your foot you're hesitant maybe you you have a limp because it's just subconscious and with him, it was something where it's like, okay, you have to do the movement for the first time again. But once you do that and it's pain-free and it's strong, it's a hundred percent effort. It's no babying. It's no holding back. It's, it was like mentally, that's a very hard place to get to where, oh, okay. I don't have to be afraid of this. As soon as you tell me I'm good, I just do it. And there's, there's no like easing into it. It's like, all right, I'm clear to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm not going to, you know, 
I'm not going to baby myself and think that I'm, I'm still damaged. As soon as I am told that I'm allowed to do something, I'm going to go hundred percent in it. And, and I cannot reiterate like how rare that is mentally, like the mental toughness and the mental fortitude to be able to, to do that. Like, all right, I'm cleared to run this route. I'm going to run this route hundred percent. And I'm not going to be afraid uh, that, that anything's going to give out on me. And that was, you know, really cool to see. I knew he had that, but this was a, a place where, you know, you actually got to see that displayed. Wow. And do you think, I had a question about that, did you, that mental hurdle, right? Cause you see that, especially like Achilles people coming back and stuff like that. Do you, do you think that leads to people like when you see some players in the NFL and they're just injury prone, do you think that ties into that? Uh, I definitely think it can. I mean, whenever you're not playing 100% on a play, you're going to be more injury prone. I, I, you see these guys going 100%, you know, head on collision, and then they, you know, get up and they're totally fine. And where typically I see the injuries with, um, with players and with, you know, just general recreational athletes is when someone decides to ease up. It's like, okay, there's this, there's this collision that's going to happen and I'm going to ease up. And then all of a sudden one person's putting way more force in than the other person. And, you know, you're not quite ready for the collision. You're not quite ready for that force. So um, I think that definitely can happen if you're babying something. That might not be more necessarily like injury prone, but I think you can definitely open yourself up to other things if you're not just, you know, ready to go back and go 100%. Gotcha. That makes sense. I love it. So two more questions. Uh, one, obviously, Eddie Jackson, he he was injured a game or two ago. Vicky, right? I think it was last yeah, game. Yeah, he got injured week. No, got injured week. Oh, week two. One, yeah, week two, yeah, yeah, week two. Anyways, he's yeah. kind of banged up. He's not going to IR. Uh, I'm not obviously you can't disclose everything. Any kind of is he doing okay? You know, obviously spirits wise, and have you seen him or what? What's going on with kind of with Bojack? Yeah, so again, another ultra competitor where you get someone that is held back and and they want to push themselves, and so you you have to hold back the any any sort of rehab process. Um, so yeah. like just I mean there are a bunch of fierce competitors on this team and Eddie is, Eddie is one of them. He's doing great mentally. Um, he's real close physically. Uh, I don't know anything, you know, about this week or next week or, or, or whatever, but like, yeah. I do know that, you know, he's, he's really close and mentally he's just like wants to be there right now. Like he's, he's again, if you're not frustrated that you're not on the field, like you see your <laughs> team going through this and, and you, you're, you're like itching to get back out there. Cause you know, yeah. you can make an impact. And that's exactly where he is. So he's when he when he gets back, whether it's you know, I, I again I don't know which uh, which right. game it's it's going to be for. But like he's he's going to go out there and he's going to be itching to make an immediate impact. Yeah, it was tough to see him go out. He I, he he's I one of my favorite that, players. Yeah. That he's one of the final people from that 2018 team. You know, so always going to kind of hold that special place in our hearts. But last question, Doug. This is the easiest one. You're a Bears fan. You grew up Bears fan. Who is your all-time favorite Chicago Bears player and why? Uh, Devin Hester. My Easiest man. question. Not, I mean, not even who's yeah. my Facebook profile picture back when, when I was doing like that. I could, I have watched every single highlight that he oh, yeah. has more times than I can count. And so I played, I played running back growing up and um, did some kick returns, did some punt returns, and just saw what he did with the ball in his hands, and it was like. Every time I think, and I think this is, this is typical of my favorite players. It's like every time they touch the ball or every time they're on the field, you think, oh man, we're about to win or, oh man, we're about to score. Like 
like there's a there's a difference between a guy getting the ball in their hand and you're being like ah, you really you know yeah okay he got the first down but like I'm, I'm a little nervous the ball in his hand or you know like okay he's a fine player but like every time the ball touches your hands and you're a threat to score every time the ball touches your hands and you're you're like you're the only person on the team that, that people care about to me that's special and, and i absolutely love devin hester um got to work out with him a couple times back when i was younger got to meet him in person cool. like super nice guy awesome work ethic and just like the freakiest of athletes so huge Crazy. huge devin hester fan yeah I love I, that's been our number one answer like most people have said that but no one has said it as fast as you you that was like immediate oh, but it's the, it's the right leading, answer yeah it's the right answer. leading up to that it was like you know i was just i was ready to to rip that off i you know i have a a handful of, of other favorites. Israel Adonage actually. Oh, okay. High for me. 71 my, back in the day. Yeah. He was my first Bears jersey. Um, oh, saw, oh, him wow. running, saw him running down on kickoff against the Jaguars one time. And I was like, man, that is scary. I, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if football's for me. Like that's, that's insane. <laughs> um, you know, Khalil Mack, Matt Forte. Those are, those are all guys that, that, uh, that I, I you know, I loved growing up. Forte. Um, yeah. Forte. Yeah, just, Forte's a good yeah. too. Yeah, fortune just, was great. And, and such an awesome guy. Again, I got to I had yeah. the privilege of meeting a bunch of these guys when I was younger. Forte, such an awesome guy. And like when you meet people and 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 I'll I'll relate this back to the current Bears team. Oh, hang on. Um Oh, you guys there? Yeah, we're here. Yeah, we can uh, hear you, man. Uh when you meet people and it's like you're the superstar on the field, but off the field, like you're an unbelievably nice guy. You'll talk to anyone. You'll have a conversation. You're, you're not above anyone. Like that's the type of person that, yeah. that like you really want to look up to. And I will say that this bears team right now has so many guys that are just genuinely really good people. Like there's no one that I'm, that I'm working with that I'm like, ah, you know, I, I got to help you cause you're a client, but I don't want to go work. Like every single one of these guys right. is a genuinely really great, person um you know really great to talk to ask me how you know how's the family doing how's how's the wife how's the kid like remembers things about it's, it's not just all about them it's like they're really invested in in me as a person as well now i think that's i think that's really cool culture that's that's here just amongst these guys that's great to hear i feel like that's what we kind of feel about that and i mean we're kind of you know as fans we're upset because they're not doing well but i don't right. think there's really like i don't think we're known to have like divas you would say you know, mm -hmm. I, so right. So hopefully, they start winning games and, and it merges back together and everything. Absolutely, just, absolutely. That's yeah. what that's what we're all we're all uh, hoping and cheering for. Absolutely. If they keep coming Man. to you and they stay healthy, that's going to help. Because if they <laughs> exactly. can't play, we're definitely not going to win games. So the best ability your is help. availability. The best ability is availability. So that's what I always we appreciate say. your help. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Doc, hey, we appreciate it. We'll let you kind of enjoy your Thursday night, Thursday night football. Um, good luck to you, Packers, man. And, uh, again, thank you so much for all you do. Yeah, Pac Packers, Absolutely, Lions, Doc. man. NFC North. Yeah, hopefully they both lose. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can we have it end in a, in a double loss, first ever? Yeah, absolutely. First. <laughs> awesome, guys. All right, thanks a ton for having me. This was a blast to hop on here. No problem, Doc. Absolutely, Thank Doc. you. You appreciate take care, it. man. Thanks for taking the all time. Yeah. Right, yep. See all right, bye-bye. All right. Well, thank you again to, to Doc, you know, taking his time. Obviously, he's super, super busy. We've been wanting to have him on for a minute. Uh, so super excited that we can kind of make it happen finally. Um, super, super busy guy. Super awesome. Again, you can follow him on Twitter at Dr. Uh, Reacher. Um, before we hop into, you know, Bears Broncos, kind of recap or preview that, 
Um, if you're enjoying the content, um, enjoying the pod, go ahead and hit the uh, like button. Um, subscribe to YouTube if, you, if you're enjoying it. We appreciate everyone that's kind of, you know, showed love over the last month or so. Obviously, been tough start to the season, uh, but you guys have been great. Um, and we're, we're going to be here every week, no matter what. So yeah, might as well join. We'll be here. Um, <laughs> we'll be yeah. here. Now Bears, Bears Broncos. Again, you said mid-off. I, I, I wish it was that good. Low-off, um, whatever. Yeah, it's, it's not. Well, you know, the scoring might make it seem like if you didn't watch the NFL and you come look at the scores, you you know, there might be a lot of scoring to where it's like, oh, wow, those look like some two competitive teams. If you didn't know how they played the previous four weeks before, (laughs) three weeks before. yeah. (laughs) So before actually before we hop into Bears versus Broncos and kind of getting through just the keys of the game over unders, you know, bowl predictions, everything like that. There was a interesting quote, Justin or from Luke Getze. And it was by Nicholas Moriano, CHGO. He kind of asked him, he said, against the Steelers on Monday Night Football during Justin Fields' rookie season, um, he kind of wanted to touch, he wanted to touch on that with Luke Getze. He kind of see, he said, you know, is it this, does he see, does he still see the same quarterback who played on that Monday Night Football game? And so I found that interesting just because, you know, there was a clip going around of, you know, his highlights from that game. And he went, you know, during that outing, it was Monday night. He went 17 for 29, 291 yards, one touchdown, one interception, eight rushes for 45 yards. But it was the way he was throwing. He was throwing almost with anticipation on some of these plays. He was extending them and then making plays as well with his arm, not just his legs. And so it was it was a very interesting question that I was um, excited to kind of hear the answer from, you know, because like if you kind of look at him now and based on everything that's kind of happening, you're like, no, absolutely not. Getsy, this is what he said. He said, yeah, Justin has a tremendous amount of confidence. I think it's like you said, there's a lot of moving parts when you're playing on offense. It's 11 as one. And right now we're not clicking all 11 as one. I know it's easy, like I said, to pinpoint and to pinpoint it on one person, but it's not. And so we got to make sure that we get out and we get to we got to get to that synchronized a little bit better and we'll get when we'll go and get some points. So kind of coach speak here and there. Didn't really um, 100% answer, but it's a yeah. great question because for me, Vicky, do you see that same quarterback that, you know, in 2021 and or do you see regression? Kind of what are your what are some of your thoughts? And I'm going to throw some of these I, plays up here as well. Yeah, no, I, I hmm. it's hard to say regression when the offense as a whole, like he's kind of right, which is almost, which is funny because him saying the offense isn't like, you know, all 11 guys aren't playing well is an mm-hmm. indictment on him because you're the offensive coordinator. You know what I mean? So the guys should be playing well. You should be having them coached up correctly. So that's not an issue. But after watching film again this week, obviously, you know, watching like, you know, the experts that know what they're talking about, Baldy breakdowns, Dan Orlovsky, you know, JT, QB school, Tim Jenkins, all that stuff, right? All of them kind of agree. Either there's always something going wrong. Either Fields holds the ball too long, misses a read, right? So there is some Fields blame. O-line gives up like they're not blocking people, missing blocks, or someone just gets beat immediately, right? Not as much as last year, which is great. That's good. This week, what I heard more than compared to last week or previous weeks is wide receivers are literally not open. There were so many plays I saw from different analysts. Where they're like, no one's open. Who is he supposed to throw it to here? Who is he supposed to throw it to here? Right. Whether that's the wrong routes, right. Or the scheme of how they run the routes and their spacing, you know what I mean? So it's almost just like how I can't even 
view one person as a regression. It's more like the whole thing is just regressed. So it doesn't matter who you put in there. They all look worse. DJ Moore is on pace to have the lowest statistics, like at this rate, of his whole career. He played in Carolina with like five different mid quarterbacks. So, and I know yeah. Fields is the best quarterback he's worked with talent wise. So I, it's it's hard to say is that is Fields this guy? I think we're all a product of our environment. Fields can still do this stuff. If you took Fields and you put him in an Andy Reid system where he was taught, I promise you, he'd be playing way better. Way better. Would he be Mahomes? No, but would he, he'd be playing way better than what he's playing now. So I go back to like, that's telling me, if I'm hearing this from people who know football, right, that there's multiple things going wrong with this offense, that's coaching. That's coaching. Yeah. Does it mean that people need to play better? Absolutely. I get that. But also, you're the coach. You're supposed to bring out the best of these people. Good coaches get people to play to their highest potential, and right now we're not seeing that. So, you know what I mean? Like, like if it doesn't get turned around quick, and maybe this is just jumping the gun, I'm more like I would actually take the risk where, like, okay, Fields might, you know, if if we have number one, it might be hard because Caleb May is there, but because uh, Caleb Williams is there. But if we don't have that, I'm like, I'd rather stick with Fields and just get someone in here that can coach offense. You know what I mean? Someone who's off, like a who has a pedigree of it. For example, we see Laz here said, uh, gave us an update. Lions are up over the Packers uh, 24-3. Let's get the offensive coordinator from there, Ben Johnson. Look what he's done. He's going to be Lions a hot on the commodity. So, so, so I'm just saying there's, there's a lot of blame to go around. But right yeah. now, how I look at it is if Fields has blame, I'll give him 25%. Just because you're a quarterback, there's a lot of weight. But 75% is just everything else with this offense, whatever is involved with it and what's just not working. You know what I mean? Scheme, play calling, uh, the play injuries, how players are performing. It's, it's just a mess. So hopefully yeah. that changes uh, after. I know I just went on like a, a mini rant to your question. But I, I, I just can't. Every time I watch the tape, I'm like, bro, what am I watching? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's definitely coaching it plays a huge role, more than I think a lot of people know or even think in the league. Just because you look at just you know some of the best teams, you know stability. You look at Kyle Shanahan, who it doesn't really matter that they threw away three first round picks, right? They still have Brock mm -hmm. Purdy. Is it's just they the coaching Shanahan and what he does. He's the best play caller in the league. He makes and elevates, you know. Um, his players crazy. And so Purdy he does who knows crazy you, you're telling me if Purdy was here in Chicago no no no, right. no. he not a, no not a no. chance it, no, really, no, it, it's, no it's all about your environment and 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 stability is something the Bears just don't have you look at Nagy I had a, a chart here that was I was going through just the last four coaches since Lovey it was kind of a hot topic um so we have you know Mark it went Matt Eberflus right now he's three and 17 he has the worst winning percentage ever in the NFL, I Bears, believe, and then Bears. at least 100% with um, Chicago Bears. So it's the worst mm -hmm. ever. And he's only in his second season. <laughs> and it's, it could be worse it's even by the start. end of this. Yeah. So then you got Matt Nagy, who was 34 and 31. 523 winning percentage. Yep. Again, that 2018 defense, how much, you know, that played a big role. Um, but he was here for four Still seasons. Still then you won. got John Fox, 14 and 34. 292 Yikes. winning percentage. Three Yikes. seasons he was here because the Bears don't can anybody midway through. Um, and then Mark Trestman, he was 13 and 19, 406 winning percentage. He was here two seasons as well. So it's like 
what what is going on since Lovey, who is ten and six, and they fired him. He let him go. Never, never been there fired. Been, I don't. That's what I'm saying. And fired. then you ten and six, bro. Then, crazy. Mark Trustman at least had an elite offense for that one year, right? John Fox. No, had yeah, a, they put up points. Fox had exactly. decent defense. They couldn't score an offense. It was decent defense. Yep. And then Matt Nagy. Uh, I mean, but then there was games. We beat some good teams. You know what I mean? You got pockets of yeah. like, it wasn't consistent, runs. but you had some with, things in there where you're like, that's fire. But with Eberflus, there hasn't been really much of anything. What? Nothing been, good except <laughs> for three wins. he got us to the first overall pick. You know, that, that's really all. And I know he's rebuilding and everything. But for Justin, you, the main question was, do we see that quarterback that was there in 2021 that sparked. I mean, I'm looking at some of these comments from that year from, I was going back looking at that game and what fans were saying. And they're like, wow, the bears got it. They got it right. No matter what, this is going to work. And then there was a comment on the most recent one where they tweeted um, all those clips talking about, Hey, what happened to fields? This is what it used to be like. And there was a comment that kind of struck me. They said after that game, and I think it was a Packers fan, actually, uh, at least the Packers logo. He said, after that game, I was afraid of what he was going to become. And I'm like, exactly. The Bears just, they didn't do their end of the bar. Now, Fields, obviously, he has his flaws. We know that. But it's like, the Bears should have developed this guy. He was the best prospect yeah. they ever had. And they failed him. Still Simple is, as yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, And so, again, I mean, it takes coaching, two in a relationship. But, yeah, they yeah. they did not bring their, they did not do their part. No, absolutely. And there was a comment I, just yeah. right there said, you know, coaching is important. And you can't stress that enough. And so, yeah. We're going to find out again, Justin, he, for, for the Broncos, man, I know a lot's going crazy right now. Your lines beat up. The defensive secondary is completely out, but it's like, if you don't put up points here, then it's yeah. like, okay, it might be, it's probably on him and he might be, it might be too far gone at this point. I, if he can't put up yeah. points against Denver, man, bro, you have to, something's got to happen, bro. Like it, it just both of them, you got to adapt as like, what is what we're doing isn't working, so switch it up. We yeah. saw you do it last year, so just do it again. Like yeah. you're like, okay, we weren't using fields correctly, so we switched it up. Well, whatever you're doing right now is not working for everybody, including fields, like just everyone. So let's figure something else. Let's, I mean, you have nothing to lose at this point, right? You're fighting for your job, everyone. So, like, let's start trying some different stuff. You know what I mean? It's just crazy. Yeah. No, absolutely. So enough of that. What's uh we'll we finish here about 15 minutes. We'll go ahead and finish up the just the preview for the, the Broncos game. So the Broncos are actually three and a half favorites now. I don't know if you knew that. The, the line was two and a half early in the week. They're three and a half favorites at home, or I'm sorry, away. They're playing in Chicago and they're three and a half favorites right. after getting 70 points dumped on them by the Dolphins. So of course, Bears aren't the Dolphins, obviously, but it's crazy. Three and a half points. That's a crazy spread. Over and under is that set at 45 and a half points. So we're going to start there, Ficky. Are you taking the over on that, man? Uh, you got to. Yeah, yeah what is that? <laughs> that's uh, what, 45? So that's like 22 each. So yeah, I could see over. I could see over. Someone's breaking 30. What? It, someone's breaking 30. So that's half of it right there. So yeah, I, I'd probably take the over on that. I am too, man. What about you? Yeah. Someone either, either one, team's, either one team's putting up 40. Or both teams are putting up, you know, 25, 30 points each. So Yo, it's funny. I saw a tweet. Uh, I think it was by Robert Schmitz, but it was it was uh the uh the Broncos have gave up seven the first week, 14 the second week, 35 this uh, uh the week 
after, or maybe it was 1435. But it's just like, yo, the, yeah, these teams are giving up points. And you know, us statistically, I think, um, I think I talked about it on our post game, but we, out of the 28 teams that were played because there's three games left, the two Monday night and Sunday night football, uh, we were dead last in like almost every statistic from defense. So we're giving up points, right? Yeah. And if we and if we're gonna win, we probably have to. You know, if we're giving up a lot, that means we have to score more. So we'll probably have to hit that over on that one. No, I, I agree. <laughs> the easiest go, bet. I would hope so. Like I said, if we don't scare score points here, then then there's gonna be an issue. Um, so we're gonna start here just with you know some keys to the game. What what first of all, what are what is your first key? Uh, just for the Bears to come away with a win here. That that's the most important part. Obviously, it's going to be. Um, probably the biggest priority. It doesn't matter if they're running the ball for 200 yards and it doesn't matter. They have to get the win, snap that 13 game winning streak. So what is your first key that you'd like to kind of see the bears kind of go out there and, and accomplish, or at least um, kind of, you know, force their, um, they have to, their first drive, they got to score a touchdown. Okay. I know it's not a key to the whole game, but the key is let's get Starting some momentum. Hot. Yeah. Let's get some yeah. momentum. Let's get, let's get them feeling well. You know, the, obviously, if you want to break that down, I would say let's get let's get more designated runs early with the with him, right? Because you can see what they're doing; they're boxing him in. They're not allowing him to get his normal like drop back and roll out like his like I guess um, uh, his um, uh, improv type of plays. So let's get more designated runs. I think last week in the first half, I think we had one designated QB run or something like that for like four yards. So like I want to mm-hmm. see more of that. More, you know, more of that. And then let's just get a good drive to start off so that we can get him. We don't want him to start. Like if we come out in three and out or something like that, doesn't mean he can't recover. But what we've already dealt with, let's just make the let's make this easy for us. Let's score. I know it's easier said than done, but let's let's march down the field and let's kind of get, you know, get him hot, get him confident, get that confidence up and let him not have to think. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I completely agree, man. I I think we've said that. I think it was one of my keys last game and maybe in game one against the Packers was start coming out strong. And I think we did it one time, which was against the Bucks. Is that right? Scored on our opening uh, drive. Yeah, yeah, Bucks. And then from there, it was downhill. So for me, yep. I was going to go with that one. Uh, I'll switch it up. For me, the, the thing I would like the Bears to do, and I don't think they can even do it. Like, I have very little confidence, <laughs> but third down. Good God, man. I was oh, I was at the no. game against KC. I was talking with a couple fans next to me, talking to my uncle, and it's like the whenever they get the first and second down, the Bears might be playoff contenders. Like they get to they stop people on first and second down, but when it's third and you have to get pressure and it's a passing oh. situation, good God, man. I think they're like 80, 90 teams against the Bears are an 80, 90 percent conversion rate against them. It is unbelievably bad because Again, that D-line, they're only rushing four because that's Flues and that's what he wants to stick to. And it's Yannick and Gatway, which, awesome, great. But again, he could have had two more again against Baker, and that would have helped us out. But Denver only has four, and we'll get to that in a second, four sacks on the year, which is still a lot better than the Bears. But for me, it's like third down. Whether you're getting a sack, just get pressure. Throw, Get some creative blitz packages in there. You know, Send some people. You know, you're not getting it. You're not getting home with four. You're not going to unless you're playing. I mean, the best shot might be against Denver, who they are, I think, they're 14th, 15th, or I'm sorry, 17th in the league in offensive line as far as pass pro. So they're middle of the pack. So even then, I don't think our D-line, that is the worst in the league. 
can get can get ahead yeah. on. So you're going to have to send pressure. You're going to have to get creative, some exotic blitzes, um, and do it a couple times and periodically. Otherwise, you're going to get. I'd hate to say it, but Russ is going to cook, man. That, it's, that that's that first game with the pack was it Packers? No, it was the second week Tampa where we had them. I think like the first couple drives we had them in like third and like eleven and fourteen and like nine and every single one of them first down i'm like bro like it doesn't normally you get to like your confidence like you know when you get to like third and long you're like oh they're not getting that unless it's like a really dynamic offense you feel like confident you're like yeah you're not gonna get that for us i'm like it doesn't even matter get to third down first down second down it, it doesn't matter you're scoring so again that's why we're the worst defense in the league but it's crazy bro i agree with you though i don't i don't have confidence but if they can get some third down stops that would be yeah. nice. All right. So second key, second final key to the game that you, that the Bears have to do to, to win this, Ficky. Oh, second key. You got to run the ball. Let's make it easier for fields, right? We okay. were the number one rushing offense. I know a lot, you know, a thousand of those yards were because of fields and he doesn't necessarily have that now because he's second year people game plan, but let's run the ball. We have two backs that are actually doing very well yards per carry, you know, like they are, uh, you know, the EPA and run they're, doing great they're scoring scoring high like with roshan and khalil sorry if you, uh, you didn't know who i was talking about but let's run it let's keep running the ball we don't have to, i know we were trying to it seems like they were trying to overcorrect from last season to be like fields can pass the ball right but you know what helps make get big plays yeah running the ball you know but what i mean stick to play it. action stick yeah to stick it, to too. it yeah, when it's working, or if someone Bro, gets a big, Roshan gets a run for sixteen yards, keep him in or her. Listen like, to this, man. This is where we need Tevin Jenkins. I don't want to interrupt you. I just no, you're let good. Me say no, this we need and Tevin. You, you finish it up. It no, is crazy to me. The Bears. Guess who has the worst? Uh, so as far as PFF goes, the worst run blocking team in the league. It is, is Chicago. It That's forty-one point eight. The next second is forty-eight point seven, so almost seven points higher. Now, when it comes to PFF, you take some things with a grain of salt, but when it comes to their blocking, pass blocking, run blocking, O line, the trenches, I take that. I I hold it at a high value because they're very, very good at that grading scale. An overall picture, though, like you can look and say they may not get every player exactly right, but you can look and say, okay, you're not, you're not run blocking well, so. Well, you saw that play, right? 1.8. There's a play, which makes me think scheme, where there was a run, Herbert, to the right side off the uh, – kind of off the tackle. Claypool's there, right? And I don't even think Mm – because how he did it, it makes it seem this is what you're coached on. And I talked about it on the post game where, like, blocking assignments are, like, missed, where it's like, why why would you go to that player when – he's fine and there's one right in your face right that makes me think yeah. coaching because you you know like oh i gotta go left or i gotta go right here so it what it was it was like a chip by claypool he just barely he like pushes them right which is a good chip in essence pushes them and then immediately goes to block out here that man goes then right past the tackle right past right which right yep. goes down to block in i know exactly what blows up about. the play so i'm like that's where i didn't go back to coaching i'm like okay so if he's supposed to chip what what's the chip you think that's a slow enough chip to stop where you're running it right at the chip? Like, don't you think, is it a chip for then someone else to pick up? And obviously I'm not in the room. I know I'm not, I'm not a coach and things like that, but when you at least looking at it, you're like, okay, that doesn't seem right. Something's off there. And if Claypool's doing the wrong thing, that then goes back to coaching. He should know that. So I I think I, I really just feel like like 
the I think what Getsy said was correct is like synchronization. It's just like there's never one play where you're like, wow, everyone executed or at least a majority executed what they need to. And that's why we're not seeing, well, as Getsy said, eight to seven big plays could have happened. You know what I mean? And it's like that's why we're not seeing that at all because it's like when there's the opportunity there, someone's fucking it up. So, but yeah, yeah Tevin is huge. He was he was our highest graded lineman last year, one of the top guards in, in grades. Yep. So. Even Nate Davis, as much as some people don't like him, and you know, well, I mean, double personal stuff. Look, I'm giving. I'm not even. That's yeah. He's human. Like if you do him coming back, even if he's just average, you know, or or he regains to where he was last year, that's going to help this team. Last year, though, I want to point out in run blocking for the entire year, where they were number one in the league as far as rushing yards, but PFF they were. 85.9, 85.9, fifth best in the NFL as far as yeah, run blocking. Yeah. And it's like the drop off. Yeah, it's a small sample size, three games. It's been, a, yeah, it is. It's been terrible. So, so maybe D that kind of, but you're, yeah, you're Pack- dead last. Packers are a tough, Packers are a tough D line. And so are the yeah. Bucks. Yeah. So, oh, and so are the Ch- Chris Jones. Like, come on, bro. So yeah. these teams are, you know, they, they do have good D lines or at least above mm-hmm. average. So, you know, maybe, you know, once we start playing teams like, you know, Denver, right. <laughs> so I'm excited or, for this one. Man. They start this is to, the most excited. I've, well, I, I can't be that. I was excited about green Bay, but yeah, this Packers one, I'm cautiously optimistic. However, <laughs> want to get to my, my final key point Small here low. is the turnover game. So I want to read you this stat. The Broncos are winless. Oh, and five when throwing two or more interceptions since the 2021 season tied for worst league uh, tied for worst in the league. Um, so they have a winning uh, percentage zero. So if you can get turnovers here, you can win this With game. who though? Well, our whole secondary is still out. Well, JJ is not going to play. He already has one. Did Ty, is Tyreek for sure? Cause I know he was Nick. He's up. full. He's full. He's okay. full. I know. Last JJ two days he's still- been full. Yep. JJ's a, uh, probably won't play. He might be put at questionable, but I don't think he'll play. Yeah. So uh, Thursday's, and, 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 Thursday's uh, injury Jackson. report oh, you got was uh, DB Josh Blackwell. He did not practice. Tramis Homer, he was limited. Eddie Jackson, he did not practice. Jalen Johnson did not practice. Mercedes Lewis did not practice. However, he was a – the injury's a rest. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> he needs some, he needs the you know I mean he's been in the league for like 12 years. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. he doesn't he's fine. practice. Tyreek Stevenson, he had an illness. Um that's why he was marked as, but he's full the oh, last God. two days. He should be good to go. However, Jalen Johnson, Eddie Jackson, likely not going to make it. You know, Eddie as Dr. Sure. Uh, Reacher said. Yeah. 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 And, Jackson and, but for Josh sure. Blackwell, it's going to be tough. But so many injuries, we'll bro. See. That's what I'm saying. And then obviously, but for me, it's like you've got to win there. the turnover battle, meaning even if you have zero and they have one, that one turnover could swing a game, man especially if teams are going to be putting up points. If it's a close game, brings me to another interesting stat. The Broncos are 5-14 and 14 when uh, within seven points um, at the two-minute warning since 2021. So if it's a close game, they – win it. 5-14, and 14, man. They it's kind not of, good. You know, it's the worst NFL. <laughs> now, Russ, he can cook in those kind of scenarios, but it's not the same Russ that was in Seattle. And, no. you know, he's well, kind of showing that. He's putting yeah. up a little bit more points here. You know, Sean Payton's a good coach, so – but again, close game. Keep it close. Might have a chance. Also, limit the turnovers, and that kind of goes to that two-minute drill. You know, with Fields, if he has a chance to win a game here this week, you know, obviously don't call screen. You know, within the, your own five-yard line. Yeah, you know, three times three in a row times that would help. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Proof, man. You, we've seen it. You know, time and time again, where he gets in these scenarios last year. You know, especially, but we blamed it on the supporting cast. Now, 
I don't care what you say. Is it top 10 in the league as far as weapons? No, but it's it's a lot better, and he can get yeah. the job done. Uh, so it's going to be on the line to kind of you know give him that that time. But for me, key to the game here, I think almost every week, but is is the turnover battle. You have yeah, to Yeah, no, I agree. That. I was going to say, Fields has thrown an interception in every week. game. He's thrown an interception in every game and a pick six uh, twice now. Mm-hmm. So he needs to come out of this uh, interception free and fumble free. That would be great. Yeah. I think that'd be great for his confidence. And that also would mean that – you know, the old line held up well, probably, or held up enough, or Fields was able to sense pressure and get out and just not make bad decisions. But I do want to make, we do have someone in here. I, the ghost of Judah tribe says it's Bajan oh, yeah. time. He's going in talking about Fields. And let me tell you something, right? I'm just going to be honest. I like, I like Bajan when he can do, but this, the, the offense is so bad that there's no way if you take out someone who's better than the, than Bajan, and you put Bajan in, he's going to – like, it's such a shit show. Bajan can – even Pat Mahomes would be in this and be like, yo, what's going on here, right? Obviously, he would go – he would still do Pat Mahomes things, but the offense is not functioning well. So taking out Fields and putting in someone who is less skilled than Fields will not make this offense run better. So that's my thing. I, I get – I appreciate the comments and whatnot, but he, he is not better than Fields. That's why Fields went in the first round and Bajan – and i see it though it's like you know oh we don't know there's a mystery there's a mystique around him he had a pretty good preseason so there's that like almost momentum that's kind of pushing him up there and i get it as a fan you're kind of do we have a kurt one do we have a something a brock purdy of our own here but he is a a d2 talent um who knows what he's going to be it's still early i had a very you know i did actually write an article this uh today um on sportsmarket.com where i kind of talked about this where you kind of nailed it um when it comes to, you know, benching Justin Fields for Tyson Bajan. Um, for me, we got a lot it of Bajan is, you know, fans in here. Sorry. <laughs> we got a lot of Bajan fans. Here, here. Hey, and that's fine. Here's the thing. That's fine. If he puts up, say he puts up 10 points again this week, Vicky, no mm-hmm. matter if it's on Luke or the, the scheme, how can you not 10 points against a team that just got 70? It's going to be hard. And maybe the only reason he's not benched this week is because you play on Thursday night. Yeah. You know, it wouldn't be this week. Washington. Absolutely, yeah. It wouldn't be this not. week. But considering all the other factors, like you said, that are affecting the quarterback, because there are a lot that are affecting fields, maybe it's not as receivers, but sometimes it is, and that's the issue here. It may not really matter who is under center this season. That's So even if Tyson, you throw him now, first of all, if he's not ready and he can't overcome, you know, let's be honest, he's not a generational talent like a um, Andrew Luck, who was over, who was able to kind of put the Colts on his back consecutive seasons, make the playoffs. Kind of see with Trevor Lawrence time to time, even though the Jags are struggling, struggled. But mm-hmm. even Caleb Williams, perhaps we don't know what he's going to be, but he almost has, you know, as far as scouts go, he has that generational type hype and talent to almost overcome a situation like Chicago that you know quarterbacks almost come to die mm-hmm. in. You know, so for me, Tyson Bajan, if he's not ready, which he's not, in my opinion, it's just going to hurt him in the long run as far as his development. He's going to be behind the same line. It's going to be the same scheme. So if you're going to fire anyone yeah. this week after the Broncos game, maybe the coaches or 10, see a Getsy. If you put up 10, he better be gone. He better not come. Bro, just pack. That's bag, what I'm saying. You know, join Allen Williams, you know, we're, we're, as we're, far as I'm not saying that fields can't get like, be the one to get out, but he's the scapegoat at this point. Like that's yeah. what Tim Jenkins said on his, on his uh, show is that he, he's a scapegoat at this point. Like if, if you're going off of like who gets removed first, it's head coach OC DC's already gone. Then fields. It doesn't mean fields won't be on that list, but he, he's not the next one up. 
We got some other people that deserve way more blame. So um, we yeah. do have a super chat, though, here from uh, Trashy for sure. Appreciate it. The comment's great. He got $2 and said, not much, but I'm broke. Well, from a fellow broke, we appreciate it. So, Dude, <laughs> seriously. First of all, you yeah. don't have anyone that's in here. We appreciate everyone that, you know, kind of is sending, you know, sends money. We You don't have to. We, just talking bears yeah. is good enough for us, but we definitely we appreciate, appreciate it. it. Um, you know, it, it makes it, you know, it, it makes us, you know, it feels good, you know, to be able to put yeah. out con consist content consistently. You know, it's something that we love to do and we're going to keep doing it. It's going to be a long season, but like you, like we said, we're going to be here good or bad every week. Um, we got, we got a comment. Sorry. No, no. What is it said, uh, come on, busting six and 24 as a starter. Aren't you tired of losing? No. Cause I'm a bears fan. I've been a bears fan for 30 years. If I was tired of losing, I would have picked a different team. That's <laughs> I mean, why it's, everyone's like, you know, hey, forget about 20. Why are you talking about 20? Why do you love 20 teams? Obviously, it's because when when we don't have that a lot. That's why I cherish it. That's when yeah, I knew when it was happening. Have, I was like, oh, pockets. Exactly. 06. Man. Yeah. 06, 0, and 18 are like your big ones. But anyway, sorry. <laughs> yeah. I just I just love Again, it. I love the banner going back and yeah. forth with the people. So I love it. I love keep, it too. Again, coming. one thing that if you want to help, you know, if you can't send money, whatever, just like, hit the like button. If you're here right now, hit the like button. If you think the Bears it's are going to win this week, hit the like button. If you want to see Tyson Bagent next week, you know, against Washington, <laughs> hit that like button. And subscribe. Just, yeah, subscribe. <laughs> if you're really for it the really Bajan train, hit the subscribe button for sure. And I know you hear, you know, if you if you watch a lot of YouTube, you're like, what, what does this mean? You know, it really does help just as far as everything goes, you know, pushing the content out there and, and maybe even tell a friend if you if you do enjoy the pod that much. Um, so let's get to our over and unders and then we'll get to bold predictions and then our final prediction, Vicky. Cool, cool. Um, so I have a couple here. Um, so first of all, how many times will they reference the Dolphins getting 70 points dropped on them? I'm sorry. What's the uh, yeah. How, yeah. The Broncos getting 70 points dropped them by the Broncos. So I have it set at three and a half. Okay. I so I'm say, talking highlights, references. And yeah, yeah. for me, it's like, you know, what if the bears are putting up more points, you know? Yeah. So for, bring that up. so for sure, you're going to get it at least twice in the first because it's going to be immediately when they start the game around that, you know what I mean? When they're on defense, they're going to bring it up. And then if they're, and then the first time the bears score, right. If they do, they're going to say it again. So there's easy yeah. two. the next one, right. To make my decision is are the, do the bears keep scoring? So if the bears have a competitive yeah. game, then they're going to be the over. I think it'll easily hit that. Right. Cause that means you only need yeah. one once more, the next two quarters. Right. So easily that can happen. Yeah. And, Especially if, if Justin's having a breakout game. Right, right. But if we're playing like dog shit, then I might take the under. But I'm expecting <laughs> at least the Bears fan of me, you know, the hopeful, the, you know, the cautionly optimistic. It's back a little bit, man. Yeah, yeah. 0-3, 0-3. I, I know. I keep talking myself into <laughs> it. Uh, I'm going to have to go over then. I think it'll be four times. Two easily yeah. in the first quarter. They won't talk about it for a minute. And then the second half, you're going to get two spread out. What about you? I'm not even going to elaborate on perfect. Nailed it. That's exactly how I feel. Not even, not even kidding. I don't know <laughs> why I'm on the show. Um, so <laughs> total touchdowns for Justin Fields, I have it set at two. He's going to go over, over. I think Love it'll it. be, I'm have, I have, I have. You got to stop this. I'm feeling the same way. <laughs> yeah, I got three. That's, that's it though. I'm going two passing, one rushing. Hey, the optimism is back this week for some, it's been a long three weeks. It, it, we have to get this out there. You know, we have to push this out there. We're going to, I'm going to say two, I'm going to say three. He's going to have three, whether it's on the ground or a mix, he's going to get three. Um, gotcha. Before you go to the next because, one though, Dave. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Continue your point. Sorry that you're done. Keep no, going. No, that's it, man. I was just moving on to the next uh, over under. 
well, we got from the Ghost of True to Tribe gave us a super chat. Said it's a civil war. Hashtag Team Beijing uh, versus Hashtag Team Feels. Oh Bustin sucks. All right. Well, in the comments, drop oh, down man. what uh, what team you're on. Obviously, me and Dave run Team Fields for now. Doesn't mean our for opinion now. can't change. But we appreciate the two dollars that goes to Judah Tribe and everyone in the comments. Let us know what side you're on in this civil war. So. Yeah. And here's the thing. 10 games from now when there's like six games remaining or whatever it might be and feel if we're in the same spot oh yeah you gotta see you gotta see especially before the draft if you know if you know caleb williams you gotta see what tyson is absolutely well actually you know what i might be like keep fields in though and so we can if we're if we're not doing anything with the men you might as well keep men so we can get that first pick so So i might still be team fields for a different reason so how many sacks will the bears defense get Against Zero. the Broncos, <laughs> obviously we have one against we have one against but, Yannick. Okay. I set it at one and a half. One and a half. That's what. Wow. I don't know. I was writing this. I was writing the notes, man, and uh, it might be a typo. I had one and a half. So over one and under, a man. half. We have one right now in three games. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was a list that was out on Twitter okay. where it showed players that there's like 53 players in the league. Or something like that. It was like a good amount. Obviously, most a lot of players have, have more than more one sack. More sacks in our team, bro. It's the same issue we had last year. So yeah. one and a half. You said no it way. was going to be trash. You knew that I did. I, I, I'm going to say that. That is. I'm cool. going over. I've been. A, I've been with you on everything, but that's crazy. That's I'm going over Denver. Uh, Russ has been sacked ten times on the season. Okay. The Fields oh, has okay. been sacked thirteen. Okay. Um, They're all line. Russ is not as mobile. So here's the thing. I think they're going to send some more blitzes. They have to. It hasn't been working. You don't have a guy that can just get home on his ho- get home on his own consistently. Um, so for me, I think Yannick's going to wrap the quarterback up. I think he's going to get one or maybe one and maybe help on another. So I'm going to go two sacks, which is okay. You know that would I mean, be crazy. It's, really, it's not that big of a number to be honest. Like to say like two sacks, be like yeah. well, but yeah, yeah. But yeah. I'm, well, like I said, I'm my- feeling very positive man you're at home which means nothing i guess because i mean i thought that would mean something in chicago against the pack yeah, yeah, yeah. But no it doesn't but no here's my but thing, for my psyche, good, i'm gonna say it does you made a good so. point though if we okay so if it's based off what we've seen so far then it's an under because we haven't seen okay. any blitzes like really we haven't seen that many blitzes or exotic you know type of creative plays right when it comes to the defensive end but they talked, I think Flus talked about that this week in his presser that like he's going to have to start doing that. So if we do see that, I agree. I think we'll get something yeah. because not only you, we haven't been doing it. So there will be that like surprise to it that we may get lucky and get that extra sack or something. So if that's the case, I would agree with you on the over. Remember, but if we Yannick and Yakwe, he was close to having two by himself against Tampa. Tampa. Just wrap up. And it's, and it's I'm not up. even, I'm not even mad at him. He's though, playing because, Baker Vic or something out there, you know. But. Yeah, facts. I'm not uh, even mad at him though because anyways. it's just him out there. No one else is literally doing anything. Yeah. So Baker did yeah. look great, which was crazy. So before we get to this last couple of over and unders, uh, Broncos injury report um, heading into Thursday. Jerry Judy um, limited. Safety Justin Simmons limited with a hip. Jerry Judy was a knee. Defensive tackle Mike Purcell ribs. He did not practice. Inside linebacker Josie Joel might be butchering that. He did not practice with a hip injury. And then outside linebacker. Frank Clark hip did not practice. So even the, even the Broncos are even banged up even more. More than us. Who knows? Yeah. It definitely feels like they're set up for that. We we should win. We're due. We're due, bro. It's been been a year. (laughs) 
It's been so long. 13, 13 days, days bro. I had yeah, a joke in uh, I had a joke in my article here, which was funny. That I was writing uh, again. Um, you can find out sportsmockery.com, but it was I was like, what if the Bears break their you know 13 game losing streak, but with a tie? No, that's that, not a break. That I can't. breaks don't, it, right? Don't put it up. But there. does that technically break it? You know, it like you tie does. this it's team. Not a loss. You're like. That's it breaks a, my soul. Win, that's what it breaks. <laughs> it breaks <laughs> my soul. That's the only thing it breaks. That's funny. Jeez, like, bro, that would be no. such a Bears move, bro, to like 13 be. games in a row and you break it by a You tie. know what? If it's like 50-50, <laughs> if it's 50-50 or something like that, I wouldn't be as That's bad. a win. Yeah. I wouldn't be as Anyways, bad. Okay. That's the only case. It can't be It can't be 3-3 three, three or I will break my TV. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> so how many sacks will the Broncos defense get? I said it at – one and a half. They have four on the season. You know, I, I think they'll get two. Yeah. I'm not, I don't, there hasn't been, there's one game. Was it the Packers where we gave up a good amount, but no, even last week, how many did we give up? Like, Dude. no, no, it was week two. We gave up a good amount. And last week we didn't give up that many. So yeah, there, I mean, at the rate of how many we've been giving up, what 13 over three weeks, which is technically 4.25 a week or like 4.33 a week. So I'm going to have to say, you know, if that's the case, it's got to be over. So even if they go under expectation and cut that in half and they only give up two sacks, that's more than one and a half. So, yeah, I'm going to go over on that. Okay. So you went over on you? the sacks. How many, how many are you giving them? Two. I'm, I'm going to say two to three. So I'll just go two. Okay. Um, it's interesting. I want to bring up a stat here from PFF, but I'm going to go over as well. And my reasoning, it's – let me see here. Um, so let me see what I have here. So it was a PFF grade that I found very, very interesting. Of course, I can't find it. Um, allowed pressure. Um, so this is interesting. So when it comes to Justin Fields um, and QB's own pressures allowed, so on pressures that are simply on the quarterback um, is what it's like equal to. And then yeah. there's some dropbacks that have, you know, some of the responsibility is just on the O-line. Um, and then, of course, some, you know, the, the quarterback kind of makes. And Justin kind of does that by holding the ball. And I saw that firsthand live against the Chiefs. So right now, as far as, you know, own pressures, um, right now in the league, it goes number one, 50 pressures um, on his own created was Kenny Pickett. Number two is Daniel Jones at 48. And then Justin Fields was at 45. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm reading that wrong. He was at um, 10, 10 pressures created. Um, oh, so he's I'm way off. When, so, like, in the league, it's, it's, it's pretty high. Um, so like Patrick Mahomes give you a little bit. He's at four. On, mm, that he, so that 10, he's responsible 10 is a high amount. For. Yeah. I was reading That's dropbacks, not, which I thought that was no, pretty damn good. high. <laughs> still i mean it's not but, like it's, it's not like it's super crazy i actually believed when so, you said 45 because i'm like that would make sense it's like every first. play but no but it's actually way better that would have been crazy so he's responsibility wise he's tw- so as far as all the pressures as far as, far as all the drop back, dropbacks since um or as far as the pressures created in these three games justin fields is responsible for 22 22.2 percent of those pressures the other 77.8% is strictly on the offensive line. So, again, that may seem high. Let me go ahead and go through. So, so number two, the high, or the highest one right now um, is 
Anthony Richard Richardson at 33.3. Guess who's number three? Russell Wilson, Wilson. 28.6%. So that's what I'm seeing as far as going over. Maybe this is the game where the defense probably going to be their best opportunity here. Um, Uh, It's definitely their best opportunity so far. So Uh, this is another thing. Jalen Hurts is fourth. He's at 26.1%. Sam Howell, who we play on Thursday night, is 23.8%. And then you have Justin Fields at six, 22.2. Jordan Love, 20%. Dak Dak Prescott. 19, Garden Minshew, Jimmy Garoppolo, all at 19. So, again, some of the best players. Let's look at this. Brock Purdy, 3.1 or 3.3%. Scheme, bro. I'm telling you. That's I'm what I'm saying. You it's scheme, and the bro. talent, offensive line. Oh, they got talent. It's, yeah, the team's the most yeah. talented in the league if you don't yeah. take if you take away the quarterback. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But CJ Stroud, 12.8%. He balling. Like he balling now, bro. And I, I will go to my grave saying, I know it, it was going to be easy to be like, what were the Bears thinking? You had to give Justin a chance. You had to. Absolutely. No, CJ. they made the right move. I, I'm just happy for him, though. Absolutely happy for CJ. And he's guess what? This, it's, Houston. it's still a long season. So Fields has yeah. Fields can bounce back if he needs to. Yeah. All right. Well, so another one, more optimistic. DJ Moore, over under 65 receiving yards. Over. Love it. Me too. This was fun. Three and outs for the Bears on offense. Have it at five and a half. I'm going under. Okay. But that doesn't necessarily mean that we'll be moving the ball down because what <laughs> happens is we've had we've had a lot where it's not necessarily a three and out, but it's a yeah. six and out. Maybe I had so it's like, oh, we get like we get a we get a play, we get a first down, right? We like get uh-huh. the first first down and then we three and out. So it's not technically a three route, three and out, but I look at that and I go, oh, we Fake. got 12 yards that drive. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. that's garbage. So yeah. it, how many drives gonna, are going to be good? I don't know, but if it goes I'd say over, under that. If it goes over, holy shit, we're in for a long-ass day. So yeah, I'm going to go under two just for you know good, good graces, but I really do think they're going to move the ball. I think they're going to at least get a few first bounds before they kind of either have to punt or maybe settle for a field goal. Um, Ficky? We'll let's finish up here. We'll bold predictions, two each. Um, I'm going to start. I'm going to go ahead and start. I'm going to yeah. go DJ Moore. I'm going to stick with him. I know I said receiving yards. I'm going to say this right here. You're playing Denver. You're playing a team that just got blah, 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 you know, 70 on you, blah, blah, blah. I'm going over 100 yards, but two touchdowns. I was about to say, you're about to put two. Oh, yeah. Two, up. two okay. touchdowns. All right. He's matching his jersey number. I'm telling you, this is the DJ Moore breakout game. Maybe Justin, too. I, I would expect that, you know, if he's throwing them the ball. So I'm going to go DJ Moore. This is this this is his get right game to kind of make up for these, you know, especially these last um uh he actually played okay as far as, you know, getting yards, but just to really, you know, make you feel a little bit better about, you know, getting that, you know, trading that first overall pick for him and uh and everything like that. So that's my first bold prediction. Who are you going what are you going with um for your first one? All right, let me is this thing on. Let me make sure. Here's my bold prediction. Justin Fields gets his first 300-yard passing game. This week is the perfect opportunity for that to happen. Yeah. You are never going to play a worse defense other than yeah. what you do in practice because <laughs> that defense is garbage. His closest then, then now, this yeah. is it. His closest this. time of getting 300 was actually against that Pittsburgh defense that was pretty damn good where he had 291 that we talked about earlier. Yep. I love yep. that one. And, yeah, I, and, and it ties in perfectly with it, yours. Though, but if he gets it, it's like, People are gonna be like, "Oh, it's I don't, the Broncos." No, just gave up seven. Absolutely, I don't care. I, oh, I like Will Wright. Bad. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Will Rice said Jay Fields, 330 yards, three tutties, passing in one rush. So four touchdowns in total. That'd be a crazy game. Oh, my God. I hope you're right. No pun intended. Um, hey, Will, but, absolutely. Yeah, but you know what? I Beggars can't be choosers. So mm-hmm. I don't care what the media said. Bro, absolutely. he got 300 yards. Yeah, Justin, okay, he you. needs that confidence, man. Like you could say, yeah, he's not broken, he's not defeated, but it's like, come on now, how good would that be for him? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, I got a post with the ghost of Judah tries in the BR, BFR podcast, delusional, bro. Bears fans, hey, these are bold predictions. Yeah, bold, bro. This is what we do. So, you I mean, can't, yeah, you there's can't a little bit of predictions against somebody. Yeah, come on now. <laughs> And if it happens, I'm coming right back for you, Ghost of Judah. We're finding yeah. you. We're finding you. All right. yeah, so that, my final funny. bold prediction here is the Bears will score over 35 points. Okay. That's it. 35. Okay. It could be 30. It could be 40. You know, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Um, I really do just because the, the Broncos defense is pretty bad, pretty banged up too, pretty brutal. So I'm going to go 35-plus. It's going to be a shootout. Hopefully, I'm, we're, I would love a shootout. I don't even care if we – well, I'm not going to say that. Um, you know, carefully yeah, lose. Careful. I would like to win this. I really would. Um, but I think they're going to score over 35 points. That would be awesome. Chicago needs it. Um, and I think that's pretty bold. So I'll go with that one. What's your final? Man, this might be the boldest week I've had with that last one and this one that's coming up next. <laughs> because of how I viewed this defensive line, they somehow, somehow, some way, triple the amount of sacks they have. They they come out of this game with three sacks I'm say or more. They're going to have to blitz if that's the case. There's no way. Oh, yeah, I don't care who did. I, no, someone's yeah. – something's causing it. I don't – we don't need to go into the details of that. And I don't know how. But something is happening to where we don't have just one sack anymore. So those are my bold predictions. Probably the boldest. I normally don't go We're gonna, far left field, but that's – This seems to be the greatest game – in a very long time, <laughs> bro. It's because we don't play. We know we're normally. This is how people view us when they play us. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, oh, we're yeah. gonna feast at. The if the pit, if so. the Broncos didn't get seventy dropped on them, I would not be this bro. optimistic. And again, we don't have Miami's. You know, we don't have Tua. Honestly, he's so accurate, so good. We don't have. That was their defense too. They forced so many turnovers. Like, fum- yeah. they forced like three fumbles, bro. So in some interceptions. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah. They just. I mean, they just destroyed them. So. We'll see what right, happens. Man. Hopefully, we don't get 70 dropped on us, but <laughs> let's move forward. Final final score predictions. You start. Uh zero to seven. No, I'm just kidding. Um, this so all that talk about all oh, how great, you know, some of those bold predictions, right? But I still think it's a close one. And I'm gonna go 38, 35, nail biter, which shouldn't be one, and we sneak away with the W. Hey, that's where I'm at. I'm just, I'm pretty close. I said over 35, so I'm going to go 42, 42. We're dropping 42. Damn. That's a bold prediction in itself. 41. We're dropping 41. I forgot my math's wrong. So I'm going, you know, five. No, no, 42 would be right. Two field goals. Yeah. There we go. I'm not going. Okay. I'm going two field goals. We got to settle a little bit here, but you know, we can't get too, you know, ambitious. I'm going 41. Kind of right the ship with you know, uh, you know, KC kind of dropping 41 on us. I'm going 41 38 close ass game. Um, and we and we win, we win, you know, we I don't even think we, co- yeah, we cover too. So 
there we go. Gonna be a good week. Uh, good vibes. Gonna be, you know, bouncing back. Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bold prediction from Axe here says Taylor Swift gets an interception before the Bears did. You probably at this rate, you might you might be right. So um, and, sorry, I just want to read some of these last ones. I guess there's an update too. Ghost to Judah said uh, one cool thing: Jordan Love actually sucks. So it seems like, you know, obviously we're live right now, so we don't know what's going on with that game. But it seems like he may not be playing that great. So there's that. And then Axe said, so we are smoking tonight. <laughs> no, what's worse is that we're both sober with these ridiculous takes. That makes it even worse. So, <laughs> but yeah, we're just out here having fun. So, and then we got hey, some, uh, I love Axe at 24, 21. So yeah, it should be, it should be good. I'll say if this, if we walk away from this game and it's not at least entertaining, like it has to be, there's gotta be some scores and some turnovers. There's gotta be, you know what I mean? Yeah. This can't be this can't be what it was last week just because the level of competition is not that. So hopefully we so little, uh our post game is a little bit happier than what it was this last time. Little update which will Lions at halftime up 27 to 3. Jared Goff 160 yards, touchdown and interception. Um Jordan Love 50 yards at the half, six for 13, two yeah. picks, four sacks. Ugh. Ugh. Holy shit. Yeah, we that's bad. You know what's great? Team. You know, it's crazy. Like, yeah, facts. Jared Goff's like first play through. That's the only thing I saw. Like it's right when we were starting his first play was literally like an interception. So I was like, oh, wow. Packers got this in the here bag. Like, what again. a start. Yeah. yeah, here we go. And then seeing that. But yeah. Okay. Oh, we got a Lions so, fan in here tonight. Uh, Don Burr. We had some Broncos fans in here, too. He said, that's right. 27-3. Hey, you know what? I'm not going to be mad. I'm not going to be mad at Lions friends. I got a Lions friend. Like y'all been waiting so long, too. So like there's empathy for that. I, I understand. So go ahead and flex. You know what I mean? Maybe this is your all 2018 year. You should be happy about that. So, Oh, man. I love it. Hey, let's finish up. Final thing here, Ficky. Biggest storyline after the game. Three, four words. What it's going to be? Fields is back. That's all I got. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, I'm going to go one word. Ready? Come Finally. Right. That's win. Let's finally. Oh, that's even finally. that's better than mine. Finally. No, I like yours, but I'm just it's just big words on the paper. Just finally, bro. Because you know, maybe so you forget maybe how feels, long it's maybe not, something like you know it's not raining there. I don't think it's be raining so true. He's always not sliding, you know. But just right. something, you know, just relief, just for the team, you know. Wait, was that the win. last? That wasn't the last win because I was weak no last win was last New year. England. That's right. Okay. New England. Yeah. So I was at the San Francisco one. I was like, I was at the last win. That's crazy. No, that's not right. But yeah. still, it's been it's been so long. So finally is exactly it. Actually, I might just tweet if that happens. That's what I'm putting. I'm just putting finally. finally period. <laughs> that's that's beautiful. So oh, we did um one uh, just a question. This was one of the questions we had for the show, and then we'll go out after this. But the ghost of you the tribe did ask David Ficky, how many 300 yard games does Boston have in his career? How many just about after this week, it's going to be one and one. So let's go. Let's go. Hey, CJ looks let's really go. damn good, man. Good for him. Does. I, Coaching. I'm a big fan. Coaching. But it's Houston, Coaching. which is crazy. Good turnaround for, you know, that franchise. Because just a couple years ago, it was the laughing stock. And now the Bears are heading that direction. So I love it. Uh, Ficky, anything else before we go? Man, nah, I'm ready for this game, bro. I'm ready for this game. Yeah. Me too. I'm Again, good. thank you for everyone, all the you know people in the chat, you know, keeping it lively. We're gonna go finish up, watch the Lions kind of hopefully smoke Green Bay, finish that off, and absolutely, uh, and then hopefully we'll be recapping this thing on Sunday after the game, you know, in good spirits, and you know, you know, finally getting a win. 
Dumb. Yeah, we'll be here. Again, Win or loss, we'll be here. Post game, we'll see you all there. You, you can follow Ficky again at it's Ficky Baby on all socials. You can follow me at Dave underscore BFR on all socials as well. Check out my work, sportsmarkery.com. We're going to be back and uh, we'll be talking about a win. We're putting it out there uh, and we appreciate everyone that's tuned in. Uh, it's been a fun, obviously difficult ride, but we're going to be here. We say, keep saying it. Uh, if you can leave a like, tell a friend about the pod, we appreciate it. And we'll see you guys on Sunday. Peace.